Let's welcome on and say hello to Brandon Lowe. He hosts the Brandon Lowe Show on The Jock in Charleston, West Virginia. Joining us on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. And before we dive into it with Brandon, leave us a rating and a review on the podcast. And we've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail for you when you do that. So just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com and a free Heartland College Sports koozie is coming your way. Brandon, let's dive into these Mountaineers. It's early in the season. We haven't seen a lot, but should Big 12 fans be looking at West Virginia and saying, this team is for real, they can upset some teams this season, or is it going to fade? I think it all depends on if their offense improves. Obviously, the running game's improved last year, and that's an understatement, Pete. Um, you know, they didn't have a 100-yard rush of the entire season last year. They averaged less than three yards per carry, what was almost dead last in college football. So the emphasis for offense for Neil Brown going into this year was obviously improve the run game. Uh, you saw Jared Diggy come in uh, last season through the four games, so he didn't have to burn the red shirt. And, uh, and really get some, uh, some experience down the stretch. They won a couple of football games that maybe a lot of people didn't think they were going to win, uh, especially ones on the road like at Kansas State. So I think this team, if they want to upset some folks and they want to make a little noise, I don't think they're going to make a ton of noise this year because just, there's just so much going on um, with that offense. But, and certainly they need to improve their offense. I say this team, if they were average at least on offense, they could probably do – more than what people expected going into Neil Brown's second year. Um, but the offense has to improve, certainly, Pete. So let's start with uh, the defense because that's the strength of this team right now. The Stills brothers are leading the way there. I mean, that defensive line, the front seven's doing really well thus far. What is it about this defense that's really making this team click? I think it's uh, it's basically by committee on the staff, I think. Uh, everybody's doing a good job of working together, despite the fact that Big Coney didn't come in, uh, you know, dismissed by the university and the football program uh, because of everything there with uh, Kerry Martin Jr. and some other players. Um, I think a lot of people thought that the defense was in trouble because Big Coney was not going to be in charge of the defense. But, I mean, they have stepped up big, as you said, the pressure up front, the Steelers brothers. And then, of course, you know, Tony Fields, which comes over from Arizona, and he's the leading tackler on the team. They had 10 tackles against Baylor. And, uh, he's just all over the field. He's really been the talk of uh, of the program so far. And then, you know, a lot of people thought the secondary might be the question. And, you know, certainly West Virginia has had its uh, its problems with the secondary since it's joined the Big 12. As we know, every team has a uh, elite passing attack and can throw the ball downfield. But the secondary has done a tremendous job as well. And that also comes with that pressure. So I think the defense as a whole has really grabbed themselves, and it's kind of like, hey, we don't have Vic Coney, we don't have, you know, we don't have a coordinator per se, but we have guys and position coaches that are working together um, to to put together something special there on defense, and they are keeping West Virginia in games. That Oklahoma State game should have not been that close uh, in Stillwater, but because of defense, they gave uh, their offense an opportunity to potentially even pull that game out. Um, but Oklahoma State, of course being Oklahoma State and being a top-10 team ends up pulling that one out there in Stillwater. And then, of course, what they did against Charlie Brewer, I thought I thought that proved that this West Virginia defense was for real. With a guy like Brewer, as experienced as he is um, and what he's capable of, uh, I thought that was a huge performance for West Virginia against Baylor. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Now let's go to the other side of the ball there uh, as we're being joined by Brandon Lowe, the jock in Charleston, West Virginia. Brandon, on that note with the offense, Jared Dagey wins two of three to close last season, gets the starting job. I thought that was the right call for Neil Brown. But has there been a sense that he has been a disappointment so far this season at quarterback? I don't know if it's necessarily a disappointment, but I'm sure Neil Brown is wanting, as he stated in his press conferences, to be able to throw the ball downfield. You know, as you know, Pete, uh, having a defense in college football is, is definitely something you need, and we've talked about that. And especially in a conference like the Big 12, it sometimes seems to be like an outlier because uh, we know everybody has an offense that can score some points. Um, Jared Dagan, I think, needs to improve, obviously, on the deep ball. I think at times also his decision-making in the RPO game, I think it would uh, be lacking. But, of course, those are some things that he can go back and look at the film with, you know, Coach Brown and um, his offensive coaches there and kind of clean up some of those things. I think decision-making um, and just reading defenses, I think, is something that uh, Jared Dagan's lagging outside of the deep ball. Uh, obviously, we want, as a West Virginia fan, you want to see that, right? Because you've been used to that with Dana Horgerson and, uh, an explosive offense, and you know Neil Brown is a coach that is going to use his strengths. You know he's going to stick to the run game if it's working. He's going to pass if it's working. So that's the special part about Neil Brown. But as far as Jake, uh, Jared Dagey, I mean, I, he's just got to improve. He's got to settle in, improve on that deep ball, um, and and really just his decision making needs to be a little better. But as far as a disappointment, I don't think so. You know, I thought you know, as you mentioned last year, I think he really came on. It was a uh, experience that he needed. And uh, I think he just needs to settle in a little bit. you got to remember, he also has a lot of young guys on uh, on offense, a lot of young wide receivers, uh, a, a lot of young guys up front as well. So uh, this is an offense that's just trying to find their ground as far as the passing game. If they can get some of those things going, that would be extremely dangerous on offense. Brandon, who's the, for fans around the Big 12 that haven't watched the Mountaineers play yet, who's the skill position guy that, that fans – probably don't know but but need to know and should know the name of i mean it's really by committee again by wide receiver especially but i mean it all starts with the running game still i think letty brown i mean i've yet to find a wide receiver that really sticking with you know sam james last year just came on strong and i think he still is the guy i mean a wide receiver um you know bryce Wheaton comes in and, and that kid is uh is a, is a kid that was highly recruited but I love I love Sam James still. I think his playmaking ability, um, and then of course you know uh, you know Simmons. I mean I think Simmons, being the old guy on the on the uh, the roster, so to speak, of wide receiver position, I think those two guys can rely on a lot. But Sam James, you know, he's kind of disappeared this year. Um, I think that's a guy that you need to start getting involved uh, as far as from a wide receiver perspective. But uh, I think running back, it just starts there, and I've been impressed by Letty Brown and. Um, you know, they got Alex Singfield. I think I think it starts there first. But as wide receiver skill position, I really still like Sam James and I think he's I think he's a, a guy that, you know, is, is still not yet found himself, but once he does, I think he's gonna be a name in the Big Twelve in the future. All right, guys, we're gonna keep talking some Mountaineers here, but did you know that our picks against the spread are fourteen and four in Big Twelve games this year? Don't believe me? Well, go to our website, heartlandcollegesports.com. Click on the picks at the top of the page. You can see every pick we've made this year against the spread, 14-4 and four for Big 12 games. Who else is doing that? All right, nobody's doing it. So get on mybookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. 
and you get a 100% sign-up bonus. That means you put in 50 bucks, you get 50 bucks of free play. I used The Last of Mine last week. I absolutely love it. It's not like you got to unlock the money. It's just free play. Use the promo code BIG12, double your money, and then get in on our picks at heartlandcollegesports.com. You can't beat what we're doing this year. And you also help Heartland College Sports in the process. You can place your college football bets, your NFL bets, all at mybookie.com. So get on there. Use the promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. Looking at this schedule uh, for the Mountaineers, they've got Kansas this weekend, and, and you know they're three touchdown favorites, barring something unforeseen. You've got Texas Tech. That's a winnable game next week. So it's really it's a backloaded schedule when you look at it. I mean, even though Texas hasn't been good, the final four games for West Virginia, Texas, TCU, uh, Oklahoma, and Iowa State. So if this team is going to put together a couple of wins, it seems like now is the time to do it, Brandon. Are they, are they mature enough? Are they ready to, to make that jump this early in the season? Or do you wish that the schedule was backloaded with some winnable games? Yeah, the backloading certainly should, you know, it, it jumped out to, you know, you have, like you said, you got Kansas this Saturday, which is, I think the last I checked, they were a four touchdown favorite. Um, but you can't, you can't look past the Jayhawks. It seems like one of those games, you know, that's kind of, you know, after a two week layoff, you, you're wondering how West Virginia is going to perform on Saturday, but they should win that game. I think at Tech is, is a tough game. I mean, Lubbock's always a weird place. You know that, Pete. When yeah. you go there, it's, it's a, it's a strange place, and, and, you know, West Virginia has the history of Tech to down-the-wire games, and, uh, you know, when they were when they first entered the league against the Big 12, they were fifth in the country after being Texas, and they just laid an egg there. So there's history there in Lubbock. You just really never know what's going to happen there, and I think Tech is a really good team. They pushed Texas. Um, K-State is a really, really tough game. Yep. I mean, K-State looks like one of those really sneaky teams in the Big 12 right now. Um, you know, they lost the first game against Arkansas State, which is a really good Sunbelt team. And I think everybody thought they were going to have a tough year, but they've really come on strong. And you, and that Texas, I mean, that Texas is just, I mean, it's it Texas, right? It's Austin. Uh, you know, that's a that's a brutal one there, too. Um, and it's TCU's tough. Oklahoma is what they are uh, at home. And then Iowa State, man. I mean, Iowa State is, in my opinion, Iowa State should be considered one of the favorites to win the Big 12 Conference right now. I mean, Brock Purdy is just one of my favorite quarterbacks in the country. They play defense. They're just tough. Um, so that schedule is extremely tough. It's hard to find uh, a, you know, a game on there that you go, that's a win or that's a possibility. Because of how young this team is, the struggles on offense. But the defense certainly will keep West Virginia in a lot of these contests. Brandon Lowe is joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. So how, how do Mountaineers fans view year two under Neil Brown? Brandon, is this just year two of a rebuild? Is he expected to get to a certain win threshold? Or, you know, with the way that 2020 is shaken out with this COVID strange year, was this always going to be a, a, a pass year, so to speak, for Neil Brown? Uh, I don't know in the past year, but I'm sure that's going to be in consideration. The good thing is this isn't his first year, right? Yeah. You know, it's his second year. Um, and he's got, like I said, a, a lot of young guys, especially on offense. And, you know, as you and I know, too, it, it takes at least uh, four years or so, three to four years at least, especially at a program like West Virginia, uh, to get the guys that you want and get everybody on the same page. Um so year two, I, you know, look, expectations are always going to be high at this level of college football. Um, but Neil Brown, you know, he has the trust to climb, and I think that's what you need to do if you're a West Virginia fan is 
trust to climb. And I think Neil Brown uh, was a great hire, and I think he did some things in his first year. I think they could have made a bowl game. I mean, I know, uh, you know, what a shoulda, whatever, but they could have won a couple of those games and, and made a bowl game in his first year, which was impressive. So mm-hmm. uh, I think you look at Neil Brown the second year, you got COVID, you got all this stuff uh, thrown at you, but I think expectations are where they should be and where they're at with West Virginia fans. You know, they're just probably itching to get back to a bowl game. Uh, anything past that, I think they would be excited about. Um, that's the beauty of being in this position, right, is when you have a new coach and every game's exciting because you don't have those expectations going in. You're not nationally ranked. Uh, nobody thinks you can win the conference. Every game's exciting. I mean, that makes the fan more excited to wake up uh, on Saturdays and root for your team when you're pretty much the underdog in most contests you play. So I think expectations are where they should be. I think Neil Brown looking to at least get this team to a bowl uh, and, you know, and maybe make some noise. Obviously, he, he would like to win the conference, but um, – you know, I, I think expectations are where they where they should be, and and that's a good thing. Uh, on that note, then, uh, Brandon, we'll wrap it up with this. What is the relationship like from the West Virginia perspective between the Mountaineers and the Big Twelve? I, I feel like I ask it, uh, you know, whenever we talk during the football season, but I'm I'm genuinely curious because they are obviously the outlier geographically and otherwise in this conference. Uh, you know, we're we're what eight years in out of the relationship. How do the Mountaineers fans and and how does the university and the program feel about the Big 12 partnership? Well, they should feel really good about it. I mean, I've always said that, you know, when when they were looking for a home, when the Big East was going back to a basketball conference, and they said, hey, we're packing our our football bags up. You need to find a home somewhere. We're going to be a part of the American Athletic Conference. Um, If you wanted to be a player in college football and put yourself in a position to get big boy money, and and be able to play for a playoff and be on a national stage and recruiting all that stuff that comes along with it, you have to pack your bags and go somewhere. And, you know, I thought a lot of fans thought West Virginia was going to land on the ACC or the SEC just based off the geographical uh, location of West Virginia and then some said Big Ten. And here came the Big 12. You know, they knocked and, and offered an opportunity of a lifetime for West Virginia because, you know, I don't know if fans know this or not, but there was no – there was no opportunity at any other Power Five conference. I mean, you have people saying, "Why well, it's sources here and that's well." You could tell me whatever your sources are. There was no, there was no offers coming from those other Power Five conferences. The Big Twelve won in West Virginia. It was the best decision for the university, and it was the best decision for the Big Twelve as well as those other teams left for other conferences like Nebraska, Missouri, Colorado, all those teams that left the Big Twelve. Um, it was a good fit, and it may not be geographically a good fit, but that's why we have Jets, right? We can get <laughs> places pretty quickly, um, and we can, and we still get to do walkthroughs and stuff. You know, people are so, uh, you know, up in arms about football. I feel bad for baseball and basketball. I mean, they got they got two games a week, sometimes three games series of baseball. You know, football it's one game a week, and you travel. Yes, it's still a toll on your body, but. I mean, from a fan's perspective, I get it. You can't drive the games anymore. You can't go watch the pick games, Syracuse, and all that. But it's a better brand of football. Um, it's a, it's more money. It's more exposure. You're on national television just about every week. And uh, I remember having to listen to West Virginia games on the radio. You know, they only, they only put West Virginia on TV if they were facing a, a nationally ranked opponent like Miami back in the day when they were playing Big East football or Virginia Tech. But now this is this is a great move. This was this has been a great move, and uh, West Virginia fans should certainly enjoy the ride being the Big Twelve. He's Brandon Lowe, the Brandon Lowe Show on the Jock in Charleston, West Virginia. 
Brandon, great to have you on. Thanks for the Mountaineers' perspective. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Pete. He's Brandon Lowe on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks so much to you guys for joining us um, as you do each and every week. And do not forget our friends at MyBookie. Hit that Mountaineers game this weekend. They're taking on KU. And with your promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, you get a 100% deposit bonus. Our picks, our picks are 14-4 and four against the spread this year. So get on board. We're ready for you. Get on board. All right, and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail for you. When you leave us that rating and review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.